Welcome to the Holding Hands Throwing Fist Podcast. I got the mic. I have the opinions. Welcome to Season 2, Episode B. This week, B is for Bout. Bout has the official definition of a short period of intense activity of a specified kind, like occasional bouts of strenuous exercise. Bouts are what they call fights from time to time, and I really enjoy that word. I do too. Two bouts we won't be discussing (laughs) (laughs) from Bellator Dublin, and they were two bouts that um, were my best selling points to make everyone watch Bellator Dublin, or the main event. Our boy James Gallagher is out. Yep. And the co-main event, more George's <coughs> boy, I think, Peter Queeley. Peter Queeley. Is out. So, not that we were going to go to Dublin this time, but this is the second time that the event was going to happen in Dublin and James Gallagher had to pull out. Had to pull out. And uh, it's a big time bummer. Um, so, B for bummer. Yeah, B for bummer. <laughs> And I guess, uh, Jamie, I think we're free now that Saturday. Not sure. We're not. Yeah, no. <laughs> we're still going to watch Bellator Dublin. Of course. We can't not commit. There are so many other bouts that are going to be good. So, yeah. Going into bouts, just uh, as a summary we'll get to later, but uh, UFC 247 is this Saturday. It's going to be live in Houston. And two bouts that we really care about there, <laughs> although there are more, we'll talk about them later, are John Jones versus Dominic Reyes. John Jones, of course, the GOAT, the greatest of all time. Some um, might say the GOAT. Some might say. Some might not. Yeah. Here's our new segment that we were talking about last night. Uh, <laughs> I, what was the name of it? Oh. We disagree or something. <laughs> A Rare Disagreement. Yes, yes. It was more of a mystery sort of title. A Rare Disagreement. That's uh, when most of the times we usually agree with uh, watching fights or caring about fights. And most of the times we just want both to win, which is another very popular segment we've only done once and haven't done since. (laughs) Um, But A Rare Disagreement is uh, that you can't stand John Jones and... The rest of the world can. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Not I, the rest I don't know. of the world. I can't really. I can't really stand him either. He, he's such a. He's such a cheater and a jerk, but he's the best. And that doesn't mean I like him because I don't fetishize greatness like other people do. But imagine, Tom Brady. Being a cheater. Oh wow, Tom Wait, Brady but he is, a, is che- a cheater yeah. too. See, that's what I say. I think everyone who. But he's only cheated one time. Oh, and no, I don't want to. Well, okay, and only. He'd be deflating to say that balls too. all the time and wearing. They say, they say this year they said that. Uh, His cheating is not in a combat sport where you could actually kill someone with your cheating. Uh, he plays offense in football, but you, but yeah, you could you could kill someone in football. With a deflated ball, going to throw it in their head. Stolen signals. And apparently there's a conspiracy theory that he's been wearing something on his ankle for all these years. And that people buzz him when he has blindside, like uh, people <gasps> hit, him, hit him on the blindside and stuff like that. So they say that it vibrates so he knows. Because like there's, it's famous when you watch Brady, he like falls a certain way. When he's getting hit from behind, and everyone's like, how does he have so much longevity and all this stuff? And I think, I mean, at least it's a conspiracy. It's probably full of shit, but I like the entertaining full of shit conspiracies from time to time. 
But then why wouldn't everyone have that? This is not like wild technology. The Patriots are the best cheaters there are. John Jones is too. (laughs) We might as well tell the people how John Jones cheats, right? I guess. So you can look out for it since this is the card George told you to watch this Saturday. We'll start off with uh, something that's legal but not necessarily cool. He does the oblique kick where he basically kicks you right above your knee on your thigh, your quad, so that he could hyperextend your knee. And it's, a, and it, it's a relatively low risk for him, and it's pretty damaging for you. It slows you down, and it literally just, like, fucks up your mobility. So that's, like... That's the least offensive yeah. because <clears throat> technically it's not illegal. No. But he's also a big eye poker. That's one of the things that he does because he's so long and rangy. He ex- he also extends his fingers out. So uh, he'll poke you in the eye if you got to. Then, um, was it was the last fight that he had let's, against Anthony Yeah, Smith? let's just do the last fight with Anthony Smith. Yeah, so Anthony Smith, uh, he uh, hit him with an illegal knee because you can't, we've talked about this before on the podcast, you can't knee someone in the head when their hands are on the ground because it's just too much of a devastating blow. And we're not doing uh, human cockfighting over here. It's an actual sport. So there are some rules, even though people tend to overlook that. So he did that. And technically, Anthony Smith should have been the light heavyweight champion by disqualification. But because his nickname is Lionheart and he's a badass motherfucker, he took it and kept fighting and took his loss. Let's... uh, So as George is speaking now, I'm trying to look up not what drug test John Jones has failed. Mm. I was smart enough to type into Google how many (laughs) drug tests has he failed and there are paragraphs of information for how many he has failed and what's almost more interesting is that it's always a different goddamn drug it is he's a fucking asshole it goes back to UFC 182 (laughs) that he started failing drug tests was that the cocaina that was no his testosterone and uh no just his testosterone levels so So slick he's he's jerking off a lot (laughs) too little one or the other (laughs) that was one again in 2016 some banned substance several banned substances again in 2000 later in 2016 again in 2017 um and again in October, but they let him go with that because they were, it was that bullshit, like, it was just picograms, yeah, and it was, like, pulsing or some shit. He also failed the test for cocaine, but uh, it was, like, really close to his birthday, so, you know. That was okay. And then he failed another test, but isn't he the one who said, it was like, no, that was just for dick pills, don't worry, that didn't help my performance. Yeah, he, yeah, he was, he was. So don't worry, guys, don't worry. Cocaine and dick pills. So I know some of our listeners over here are new John Jones fans. <laughs> <laughs> Which was not the point of going into all of that. You're supposed to not like him. <laughs> yeah, and then also if you just want to add fuel to the fire on not liking him. He uh, ha- already like got in trouble a couple times for DUIs. And then after he had already gotten in trouble for that DUI, he... Uh, ran a stop sign at like 6 in the morning and slammed into a pregnant woman's car breaking her arm luckily she was okay and the baby was okay but that kind of sucked 
And uh, then he left the scene of the crime. Uh, but then he ran back uh, to the car because he uh, forgot his uh, pipe. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he's uh, not the ideal guy. But then on the flip side, uh, he came into a light heavyweight division, which, as you guys know, uh, is was like what got me into the sport. And when there was all the killers that were in the light heavyweight division, like Machida, Shogun, um, Rampage, so on and so forth, he came in and beat them all and then has been the light heavyweight champion for the past 10 years. And the only one who's gotten in his way is is, uh, himself. So let's see what he does this Saturday against Dominic Reyes. Yeah, I don't want to Um, talk about John Jones anymore. Yeah, so next. Well, just uh, a quick mention of... Kaylin Chakugin is fighting Valentina Bulichevchenko. Valentina Bulichevchenko has been a murderer. We've talked about her before. She's like a great dancer, mm-hmm. but uh, insane Muay Thai specialist and also has great grappling and takedown defense and everything. So she seems unbeatable. People think that she's going to be there for a long time. Uh, Kaylin Chakugin, though, is the, the next What's, one up. What are the things that people bet on? The lines? The odds, or yeah. The odds? Yeah. The yeah. This bat fight has the biggest difference in odds. Does it? You see, because everyone thinks Valentina is gonna. That's why I want to put like a good like two hundred dollars on Caitlyn because if she loses, whatever, it doesn't like two hundred bucks. But the return on investment would be so huge. And I know for a fact that Chikugan has tools that no one else has brought to her. Hypothetically, I could see this happening. And maybe holding hands and throwing fists will, will blow up after I make my Nostradamus prediction on that. <laughs> but I think Shevchenko catches her clean, knocks her down on the ground. Chikugan goes to her butt, shoots into Ashigurami, gets to a heel hook position, rolls through, and finishes in an outside Senkaku. Wow. So You just wanted to say Senkaku, huh? It's a good word. Why don't you try saying it? Senkaku. It starts with an S? Yeah. And ends with an Enkaku. Got it. <laughs> Let's just say for that fight, uh, we want both to win. Yeah. We want both to win. All right. Let's get into our top five this week. We're going to start off with the Real Housewives uh, Miami edition. So, Kamaru Usman... You, y'all didn't know there was a Miami edition, <laughs> did you? <laughs> Is there definitely not one? I'm pretty sure there's definitely not one. Well, so, <laughs> we basically did have one. As we always say, when people get into beefs uh, in real life... Uh, related to mixed martial arts, we call it the Real Housewives plus testosterone, and that kind of happened. Hold up. This is way more important. Yeah, see, I knew. There was a Miami edition, but it was canceled after three seasons. Uh, It must have been so whack. But how whack could it have had to be? Like, that's crazy. (laughs) So in the reprise of it, (laughs) Kamar Usman and Jorge Masvidal got into it at a Super Bowl since the Super Bowl is in Miami, like a Super Bowl press event during the week. Dana White, the president of the UFC, was incredibly embarrassed because he's like, you got to understand, like, these guys do not know fighting. They cover football. They're, like, legit, like, newspaper journalists. And all of a sudden, you have Kamara Usman and Jorge Masvidal talking shit to each other and uh, <laughs> just causing a general ruckus, even though it was pretty obvious that they weren't going to touch each other or really do anything. Was it set um, up or not? 
I don't know, man. Uh, I think it just was like, a, hey, we're both in the same place and we're going to talk shit. Like, I think it's like mutually mm-hmm. agreed upon. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think it was anything really more than that. Um, but what was funny about it is that Ben Askren inserted himself because Ben Askren, as you may or may not know, got knocked out by Jorge Masvidal this summer in the really famous knee in the fastest knockout in UFC history. I think it was, what, six seconds, seven seconds? Um, so he lost to Jorge Masvidal. <laughs> Reposted their little uh, tiff in Miami and said, sorry guys, this is all my fault. But then adding another Twitter wrinkle into the hilarity over here is... Ben Askren's best friend is Tyron Woodley, who lost to Kamaru Usman. <laughs> and he lost his championship um, and to Kamaru. So he tweeted afterwards, don't take all the blame on yourself. <laughs> I, I, uh, I'm to blame too. And I thought that was pretty cool because Ben Askren and Tyron Woodley are like bros. And that's pretty awesome that they can uh, joke around about their losses on Twitter. Yes. Um... All right, let's get to number two. Uh, we, we, I guess we should have started this episode with no Bellator or UFC fights last weekend. So there's nothing like that in our top five. So I thought it was a good chance to shout out my boy and George's boy, too. Yeah. I think maybe one of your man crushes. I think I kind of have a man crush on him. I think so, too. Coach Owen Rowdy, one of Connor's coaches, his stri- striking coach. Yep. Um... He has been talking about it, but now I actually had time to look into it. N-U-C-A MMA. It's National University and College Association MMA. So he is the director of trying to bring this league, if you will, to colleges. So that student athletes now have the chance to um, go into MMA in college. Right now, there are nine colleges in so far, and then you know I had to look up, like, recent events. Mm-hmm. I think the first and only event, I don't even think it happened yet, it happens at the end of February, so we can all, us and our friends out there, we can all get into this, like, right from the beginning. So the closest university that's involved is University of Pittsburgh. So. Cool. Friends, when that event is out there, we will let you know, and we're going on a road trip. Two points on that. Number one, I think it's really ad, uh, uh, admirable, admirable of uh, Owen Roddy to do that. It's really cool. I wish I could give back to uh, the community and athletics, uh, but I can't because I'm still learning and because <laughs> uh, I'm a selfish piece of shit. Number two, um, speaking of local fights, there are Friday night fights from time to yeah. time. And I think this is a great opportunity for Holding Hands and Throwing Fists fans and friends to go to watch Friday night Muay Thai fights in the city. They're really fucking fun, and it's awesome during the summertime, too. And it's Muay Thai. They play the traditional Thai music in the background, and they sell Thai beer. I was just going to say, don't forget the beer. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we should start going to shows and uh, supporting local uh, violence. Yeah, so. that's that's good. All right, I'm going to get on that, babe. Cool. Uh Number three in the top five, I want to talk about the twenty-five top 25 under 25, that ESPN uh, release. I saw this and I wanted to show Anna because it's pretty exciting that we know a bunch of the people on there. Uh, but there's also some nice drama because, you know, I love juicy drama as much as I love uh, the technical Wait, aspects of Wait, is it MMA. top 25 under 25 for UFC for, only? Um, or, or MMA? No, it's or? MMA. It's MMA. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
um, which is pretty cool. Uh, <clears throat> for starters, for the dra drama, apparently Macy Barber, who is a terribly unlikable uh, young woman. <laughs> She's the one I said I liked because she, <laughs> she purposely makes people hate her. And yeah. I like that because no other female fighter does it. Yeah, that's true. Well, she's unlikable. So, <laughs> uh, she apparently she talks shit about uh, Sugar Shane Mosley, who's a, not Shane Mosley. Shane what the heck? Shane Mosley's a boxer. Okay, sorry. And okay. He, he was he Sugar Shane like, first. Does he no, look like Sugar no, Shane? No, they couldn't look further apart at all. So Sugar Shane O'Malley. <laughs> O'Malley. O'Malley. Yeah. So no wonder why you love him. Um, uh, so she talks shit about him being higher up on the list. <laughs> and I can't find the audio of her <laughs> saying that. But Sugar Shane was on Ariel after her and said, uh, yeah, <laughs> it looks like uh, she doesn't know jujitsu and she needs to learn that first before she could talk shit. And that's some pretty subtle shade. Uh, or not so, sh not, not so subtle shade. <laughs> not so subtle. <laughs> Since uh, she got the shit kicked out of her on the ground last week. So uh, I thought that was pretty cool. But why I wanted to show you the list, babe... Is that um, there's a bunch on here that yeah, we know who else and that is we on? like. So Aaron Pico's on it. Yay, um, my boy. Uh, Kai. Kai, someone. Jack Shore. Oh, we know Jack Shore because um, Eurobash always talks about him. Oh, do they? Yeah. yeah. Didn't he? He just came from Cage Warriors. Oh, probably. Yeah. See, this is what I'm saying. Like, you know more about the up and comers more than I do. Sage Northcutt is on there. Mm. Uh, whatever. He's 24th, so it's not too high. Uh, but let's keep going. Ba, 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 ba. Aaron Pico, we mentioned. Uh, Ricardo Ramos. James Gallagher is number nine. Our oh, boy, obviously. Wow, that was kind of low. Song Yadong, obviously. Yadong, Yadong, yeah. great MMA name. We've talked about him. But didn't um, he just lose his last fight, too? I think he did, but whatever. He's yeah, still doesn't matter. Fight. He's up and coming. The thing, too, for people who don't know about MMA is like you really hit your prime in your 30s because you need that grown-ass man or woman strength. You know, A lot of these people in their early 20s, they're not fully developed yet. So. Do not let George ever catch your ear to talk about man strength. <laughs> well, I know some people might. Okay, I guess not. <laughs> Macy Barber's sixth. Uh, Aspen Ladd. Cool. Tied for fourth, and we obviously love Aspen Ladd. Then this guy that we've been watching recently, and I can't pronounce the name ever, it's Nasrat Hakparast. Uh, we saw him recently. Oh, he's the guy who recently lost to your boy. Um, not your boy. Uh... Who, who, who got triangled in Bellator? Isn't that? No, that's not true. Ignore Her, that. All of it. Yeah. Uh, number two was Shane O'Malley. And then number one is your boy, AJ McKee, man. Yeah, stop it. Yes. Isn't that awesome? So awesome. I was wondering who was going to be number one. And then I was like, wait, how old is Aljo? But he's older. He is older, yeah. Oh, cool. And what's kind of interesting is that a lot of the people actually turned 25 this year, which is kind of funny that... They're all just, the just getting in. They're lucky they did the list now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So, cool. um, top 25, yep. All right. Let's, let's move on, look forward a little bit to this week. Um, we already talked way too much about John Jones, in my opinion. So mm. I want my number four to be hour number four to be because i guess i'll let you say something um is that my pick for the main event is obviously really it's not john jones so he could fight a fucking wall and i would be rooting hard as hell for that wall but in this fight he's going against dominic reyes and dominic reyes is gonna fucking win he's the one to do it i feel it 
He's 12 and 0 right now. Yeah. He's undefeated. <laughs> he's going to keep it going. And I put notes on our uh, Google Docs about how he's going to do it. And George read my notes that I'm going to share with you. And he's like, what the fuck is that? Because it doesn't make sense, I'm sure, in any fighter lingo that's real. But he's going to hit John Jones with a hook. He's going to get him with his killer left cross. And then he's going to kick him. <laughs> and that's how he's going to win, friends. So you, you're going to want to watch that. What huh. is key, because, you know, I'm, I'm not all full of shit. Uh-huh. What is key is that he does it within the first two rounds. Yeah. So John Jones has been fighting five-round fights for ten years already. And five rounds as opposed to three rounds is a completely different animal because it's literally 25 minutes versus 15 minutes. And the pacing and being patient is completely different. Um, so John Jones is a legit master. He's, he's the master at doing that. Um, so if your if your prediction is going to be right, you better do it quick. So you're right about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been like super involved in MMA Twitter lately because of the holding hands and throwing fists. Uh, Twitter uh, hit us a little follow over there, and we'll give you a follow back for sure. Yeah, <laughs> um, but it's pretty funny because Dominic Reyes is is uh, maybe a little bit like us on the mic, maybe even a little bit clunkier to be honest. He's a good guy, but he's been he's also like a Californian, so he yeah. takes the I get five, and maybe not that strongly, but. Yeah, not that strongly, but he's definitely he's a he's a jock, you know. He, he's a smart guy too. Like I think he's a he like got his degree in like IT. Yes. Um, wow. How did you remember that? You know why? Because Esther Lin, who's our favorite uh, UFC and MMA photographer, uh, I think she has that sort of similar background too, and she had mentioned it in in um, a podcast or something like cool. that. She roots for him just because of that, you know. But uh, he he was trying to prove a point that he's like super athletic, which he is, right? He grew up playing football and baseball and doing all this stuff. So he said, like, you know, John Jones has fought wrestlers and strikers and all this stuff, but he's never fought, like, a real athlete, meaning, like, a high, high-level, like, college athlete, you know? Um, but MMA Twitter is just fucking raking him on the coals about how, like, they're showing, like, champion wrestlers that he's fought and, like, champion strikers and all this stuff. And he's like, but he's never faced a high school baseball player. <laughs> baseball <laughs> so, or football? Both. I think oh. both, yeah. So, uh, all right, that's fair. When I mentioned that uh, Dominic Reyes was 12 and 0 I thought um I should be fair and say that John Jones is 13 and 0 for title defenses so like only fair to throw that number out there um and you can say uh, what you think for the main event, but I also want to shout out quickly for this card, Juan Adams, Andrea Lee, and Tevin Giles, because they're all from Texas, and Hometown Heroes card is in Texas, Juan Adams specifically, the f- it's in Houston, Texas, yeah, right? Yeah, Houston. Right. <laughs> Houston, Texas, and Juan Adams is from Houston. Cool. Before we go to number five, I just want to point out one thing that I totally forgot that's super interesting. So streaks in MMA are like a big, big deal, right? And it's so hard to fucking overcome them. It's insane, right? So, so we steal John Jones's lucky underwear. That would be a good idea. But I think he's tied right now with GSP. He right? is! You're right! Title defenses. So, will he break GSP's record? Raymond would cry. Raymond loves GSP. Oh. He does. All right. Well, now, if we we didn't give you another reason to love John Jones, (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Here it is. You got to help make Raymond cry. Uh, number five on our top five is that holding hands and throwing fists is fucking Twitter famous, dude. <laughs> So, uh, I've been interjecting ourselves <laughs> into the MMA Twitter landscape, which is just a fucking disaster. People, it, we, don't, we don't represent the sport well at all. People are really mean. We do represent the sport well. We are trying to. Yeah. MMA fans are assholes. Oh, my God. They're the fucking worst. And we could talk about this later, but let's talk about how great we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um... Joe Rogan started off, I guess, the past couple weeks. He's been, uh, he, sorry, backtracking. The last week of January, Joe Rogan on his podcast switches off between his regular podcast and his MMA show, right? But he had four MMA shows in a row, which is the first time he's ever done it. He had Josh Thompson, who used to be from uh, uh, Strike Force and Bellator, and I think he was in the UFC too, right? Uh, but he's the captain of AKA, like one of the biggest uh, gyms or most important gyms in all of MMA. And one of the main commentators for Bellator now. And super good guy. Then Kamaru Usman, who good we guy. talked about yep, before. He was number uh, two in this four-run streak. Then our boy from New Jersey, Frankie Edgar, was uh, number three. And then uh, Rafael Lovato Jr. Do they call him Rafael or Rafael? Whatever. Um, I think they do say Rafael. Because he's an American. Ninja Turtle. Yeah. Oh. He's an American. <laughs> he's an American Turtle. So I tweeted, loving that Joe Rogan is in his MMA fields for 2020. Let's keep it going. And I tagged all the fighters. And we got um, one comment, five retweets, and 51 likes. Holy cannoli. <laughs> it's by far the biggest uh, pop that we ever got on Twitter. And e Frankie Edgar... Our boy from New Jersey even retweeted us. So that was pretty exciting. So, yeah. We met Twitter famous. Wasn't so, the one comment Josh Thompson? No. He was writing about how Josh Thompson, some other guy wrote that Josh oh. Thompson was the best uh, podcast in that streak. Uh, clearly, I don't do our Twitters. Yeah. It's fun. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll start uh, sharing... Twitter bullshit of the week in MMA Twitter because it's such a fucking mess. In fact, that's going to be our goal. We're going to clean up MMA Twitter. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of how I do it. I go out and I just write loving messages to everybody and to fighters and I hit that like button like it's freaking a cocaine button. <laughs> I Who that. are you, John Jones? <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> All right. Cool. Uh, this episode was brought to you by Patrick. Peace.